You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. I'm Justice Mosqueda. I'm joined here by Charles McDonald of Yahoo Sports. Say what's up to the people, Chuck. What's up? What's up? What's up? You're a resident Falcons fan here to break down yeah. this game with us. Yeah. How, how excited are Falcons fans after starting one and I okay. Well, see, the, the thing is, like, I I find that Falcons fans we're, we're we can be like uncommonly honest about how we feel about our team because once you go through twenty eight to three, like, there's no point in ever lying to yourself. <laughs> again we're we're fully this. exposed, right? Right, so, like... right. Like, I mean, like, right. Like, you get undressed that hard on. In front of everybody, like, there's no point in lying to yourself. Like, oh, well, maybe this will be our year. Um, I, I think, you know, I feel, I feel like I'm, I can speak for a lot of Falcons fans when I say, hey, it's cool to win a game. It's always cool to win a game, but the manner in which you won that game was not cool at all. You know, <laughs> it was, uh, it, it, there wasn't really a whole lot for me to, to kind of latch on to, except, you know, obviously the play of Bijan and Algier. That was that was pretty strong, and the run game was good. But you know, when you you're, you're not Desmond Ritter, he, he might as well have just been a mannequin back there. He, like this, he, the same the same output could have been been you know been finished with a, a mannequin. Because like, people ask me, well, "What do you think about how Ritter played on Sunday?" I was like, "I don't know. He didn't do anything. Like <laughs> all, he did, all he did was just throw screens, and you know, he had he had one deep pass that was." Not great. That was caught by Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I, he had a pass to Drake London that was dropped. So, like, he, it was it was just such a nothing performance. I don't really know what to take away from it. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess we're excited to be one to know. But, you know, the the way that went, they won that game, I don't think it's it's really exciting for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think Ritter had something like 30 net passing yards midway through the fourth quarter. Or something crazy like that. Um, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Because I know at one point he was four for four for zero yards. His first pass of the season was yeah. deflected line scrimmage, and then he caught it instead of just letting it hit the ground. So, like you're you're starting off one for one minus six, you know. And yeah, then you're throwing a screen. There's I think there's another screen that got blown up. So then here sitting back. I saw, I saw three for negative. three for minus eleven, and then he had the touchdown. I think to. Uh... Bijan, the running back. That was also thrown game. behind the line of scrimmage. That so. was that was also <laughs> thrown behind the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah, it's funny because you know you've said that like Arthur Smith has this reoccurring bit, and I, I, I caught it in the press conference uh, this past week. But he's like, you know, you don't use Pitts, you don't use um, Drake London, and his answer is always just like, well, it's not fantasy football. It's like. Well, they are first round picks though. And top ten <laughs> picks even. Yeah. So doesn't seem like he's interested in doing anything other than running the ball. Um was cool with how many didn't they have like forty something 
plays in the entire game. 48, 48 plays. In the Disgusting. Game. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So they just want to just slot ball, slot ball, man ball. That's what they want to do. Except like they, they can, like they want to do the, the slot ball shit, but they can also get big plays in the running game. I'm like, dude, just, yeah. just try to throw the ball. Damn, like, and I, I will say, like, Caleb McGarry, he got his ass whooped on Sunday by Brian Burns. It was, it was not great, you know, because I, I remember when, um, uh, this offseason when Caleb McGarry resigned with the team for like eleven million dollars a year, and people were like, "Wow, that that's that's a bargain for Caleb McGarry." I'm like, "Well, I mean, he's not that good. He's just <laughs> you know, solid run blocker. Needs some help in the past game, and, and I definitely saw that on Sunday." So you know, coming up against Green Bay, I don't, I don't think that that's a. I, 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 you know, I hope for my my own sanity that that's something they can shore up because I know Green Bay has their own pass rushers that can probably get past Caleb McGarry. And if I have to watch another like negative a dot game from Ritter, I'm going to go insane. <laughs> I saw like PFF had Lindstrom graded pretty negatively too. So that like the yeah, dude, their ground owns him like. <laughs> Like, that's his kryptonite. I I don't know. I don't know why. He, like I've seen him play great against all pro defensive linemen before, but every single time, Derek Brown just eats his lunch. I can't explain it. That's funny. Green Bay's yeah. I mean, Green Bay their pass rushers look really good against Chicago. Even though Chicago's tackles, I don't think are bad. It's really about like that interior that is just no good at all. But Wyatt had a couple plays. Kenny Clark had a couple plays. Rashawn Gary is basically only going to play third downs, but he's going to be a fresh for Sean Gary on third downs, just bull rushing the hell out of people. Um, Brooks had a play. Lucas Van Ness had a sack. Like, the pass rushers are real. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a Packers um, defensive line that is that is this deep. So hopefully they can take advantage of that right side of the line. Yeah, and on the left side you have um, uh, Matt Bergeron, who's a rookie starting at left mm-hmm. guard. Who actually I like I like a lot. You know, I, I think he did some really nice things in the run game, and um, you know he's one of those guys where he, he played tackle at Syracuse, and uh, now he's people talk guard. about him as like a sleeper first round pick who's yeah. you know rising like crazy. You know, near near yeah. as we got closer to the draft, but you can see like the athleticism. I think it pops a little bit more guard for him. So like there, he, there's some sloppy stuff where it's like okay, you're a rookie in your first game playing position you didn't play last year. So, you know, I, I don't expect him to have a perfect game. But uh, I am excited about him for the future just because I think he has, like, the traits to be um, one of those guys that can kind of play in any scheme at guard. What what do we think we're getting out of this backfield? So CPAT is still there, Cordero Patterson, right? You know, yeah, running I, think, back, I think he's supposed hybrid, to play this week. Kick returner type of guy. Then Algier actually led the team in carries and rushing yards last week. Yeah, because Arthur Smith is a troll. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Algier Robinson, the CPAT, like what what does that backfield look like this week? I I think it looks close to the the distribution that we saw in the first game, where it's like Bijan and Algier are going to get the bulk of the carries, and maybe CPAT comes in um, on like some third down stuff or. Um, maybe, you know, I, I think they like using mature yard stuff too sometimes because he's a bigger back and, um, even though he's older, like he's, he's still got some juice to him, you know, I guess maybe cause he didn't play in a traditional role for all those years. But <laughs> Nowhere in terror. 
Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have the same wear and tear, but he still does have some juice on him uh, at this point in his career. So, um, yeah, they they have him listed as a Joker character or the Joker, Joker character. character. The 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 Joker position on the depth chart, like on the if you go to the Falcons website and look at their depth chart, it says J Cordero Patterson. Is he the and, only one? Yeah, he's the only one. Great. Um, right, and he's changed his Twitter avi to a picture of the joker so he's all in on this um you know but but you know it's just he's gonna be doing the the hybrid i I would imagine he'll play some slot stuff maybe even some outside stuff because uh they still like to use him there especially in like short yardage situations sometimes i'll just try to throw him a fade and stuff like that but um yeah i I still think his primary role is gonna be running back and then at, at times they'll flex him out but i know that arthur's probably you know Arouse at the idea of putting Bijan Algier and CPAT on the field at the same time and seeing what kind of stupid shit he can come up with. All right, we're breaking the fourth wall here. Or not that's not that's not the right analogy, but we're in a Madden <laughs> no. league together. Uh, oh god. We're in a Madden league together. <laughs> Charles, do you want to explain to them the, our our fine listeners what what uh what my my plan is in Madden? Um, okay, we're, we're kind of, we have the similar philosophies, totally different approaches though. Um, so I think we're in agreement that, especially in the online games, I, I, I think the best way to do it is just run the ball. Uh, throwing is a little bit difficult, especially sometimes if you're like trying to develop a quarterback, like I am with Andy Richardson on, on my Rams team. It, it can be a little difficult, uh, with a passing meter. I'm all Madden. You got to look at two places at once. It's just a lot going on. So sometimes I just want to keep the ball on the ground and just mash it three or four, four yards at a time. Well, Justice has decided to run like Air Force offense. Offense. Uh, offense. I'm not sure if that's what you're still running. Um, and he moved all of his tight ends to wide receivers so he could block on the edge. His, like, his wide receivers quote-unquote wide receivers overall is like all, all in the 60s and not like 69 like low 60s like <laughs> 64 through 62 maybe even a 50 mare at the bottom because they're all just converted tight ends and then you have uh you know what running backs playing tight end and fullback running backs playing tight end so i can run the triple option Right. Okay. Running triple option. The last time I checked, Sam Laporta had like twenty three carries for you through three games. That's just that's just not. That's just, it. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Look, I have the title. And yeah, you do have. The title I don't. I don't now. plan on giving it up. So I, know. I, I need. I need to win this season. We 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 did have a, a pretty good playoff game last time on the uh, before we were, okay. Well, we were on a good run last time with the Mad Twenty Three until. The game broke for a while, and then we it just completely derailed our progress. Yeah, we had we had finally got through the draft, even though it started bugging the draft. But then once we finished the draft, it was bugging again, and it was broken for a little bit. And by the time they fixed it, we just didn't really care to play anymore. You know, congrats, EA Sports. You you, you killed know? our enthusiasm for your game <laughs> that we paid sixty dollars for last season. Um, back back to this game. I'm looking at the wide receivers. Yeah, I don't think CPAT playing wide receiver is a bad idea because I mean, these are the names that yeah atlanta has at wide receiver outside of drake london mac hollins yeah scotty miller to yeah. to like hey that's where those guys are 
uh, Daryl Hodge and something called a Josh Ali. I I have no idea who Josh Ali is. I um, I've I think he was in the practice squad last year. I I don't really have much for you there, right. but you know I, this this is the, this was an area of concern for me coming to the year where you know people are talking about oh the Falcons offense it's gonna be great. I was like yeah I, I do expect to be good because I mean by metrics they were like a top twelve offense last year with all the the garbage that was going on at the quarterback position. So yeah, I do believe this team's better than last year's team. But when you look at the wide receiver room, past Drake London, there's not really much there. You Speaking know. of quarterback metrics, Ritter, Jordan Love, top two quarterbacks in passer rating. Very different week ones. Yeah. Very, very different, different week, week ones. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really have a quarterback rating. The ESPN thing of 28.8. So I think that's close. It's because he had like an 80% completion percentage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you he's know, screens. Yeah. Throwing screens all okay, yeah. Bijan Robinson last week had six targets. Okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I Tyler saw here had saw, three. Yeah, Bijan had the third most routes ran by any Falcon. Yes. So yes. to put it in perspective. Matt Collins had uh four targets. Drake Lennon had one. <laughs> um so. Packer side of the game. I think everyone's gonna be healthy other than maybe Quay Walker. On the defensive side of the ball, Quay Walker is dealing with a concussion. He returned to practice on Thursday in a limited capacity. Um, you know, you're you're going to get the same starting lineup for the most part um, in this game. If if Quay can't play, then it'll be Isaiah McDuffie stepping in. Isaiah McDuffie is. Let me check what his official size is. Two hundred twenty-seven pounds at six-one is what the Packers list him at. I would assume he's smaller than that. Um, that's where I'm a little worried. Where it's like, okay. If Atlanta just wants to run the hell out of the ball, you know, the Packers have no veteran depth behind, you know, that defensive interior right now. Um, a 220-pound inside linebacker, maybe a 220-pound inside linebacker. And then Rudy Ford, who spent all of the Bears game on the ground. Like, that's a pretty weak spine of the defense, you know? Yeah. As, as bad as the Falcons kind of were in pass pro in that game. They were still able to run pretty easily. Um, yeah, I, I would assume so. Like even when McGarry has bad games, like he's still moving dudes off the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that last week they had uh, twenty five carries for one hundred thirty one yards between Algier and Robinson, um, and you know Bijan chipped in with stuff in the receiving game. Six catches for twenty seven yards. It's a lot of targets, but. Uh, it's a lot of targets, a lot, a lot of horizontal stuff, but maybe, 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 maybe it's just some one-time occurrence we can get some more passes on the field. But you know, I think that if they do get into a spot where the passing game is struggling to get going, then yeah, Arthur he'll just go ape mode, twelve personnel. <laughs> We're gonna run the piss out of the ball, and, and hopefully we can get you know a couple scoring drives that way. But yeah, that that's. He's comfortable playing that way if they can get enough stops on the other side, which I am dubious. I I I don't I don't know how you can really grade that defense as something to really fear after the performance they had last week. I think that was little 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 bit of funny money. Mostly the Panthers just kind of pooping on themselves, but we'll see. Um I'm 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 just a little concerned that this team is just solely reliant on 
the talents of Bijan and Algier, and that's not really sustainable for a whole season. Well, let's take a break, and then we'll get onto the other side of the ball, uh, Falcons defense, Packers offense. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. All right, so you mentioned how you know, the Falcons defense uh, might be a little bit more suspect than what their box score was. The the thing yeah. that stands out to me, first and foremost, Jesse Bates, their big free agency signing um, at safety, which, you know, Packers fans might be jealous about a little bit right now because they're starting uh, Rudy Ford at the safety position. Um, Bryce Young basically threw the same exact interception to Jesse Bates two times, yes. which is very embarrassing and also helped swing the game. Um I think it's interesting. You look at the Falcons' defensive line up front, right? One, they're playing Calais Campbell on the edge, like actually giving him edge edge reps, which is crazy yeah. for a 300-pound dude at his age. At, like, 6'8", he's going to be chasing down the backside of, like, stretched zone plays. Yeah, um, I think so. Dude, nuts. But <laughs> but if, if you just look at, like, the interior bodies, right? Like, Calais Campbell, big dude, can play. Uh, David Onyemata, big dude can play. Grady Jarrett, big dude can play. Like, they have some interior depth. The big questions are, you know, the edge where, you know, you're having to play Campbell because there's just no one else out there. You're like Lorenzo Carter, Arnold Ebiketti, Zach Harrison. Like, none of these guys have really panned out necessarily so far. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, if you watch the game, they're just not really getting a whole lot of pass rush at all. Outside of, I thought Grady Jarrett had a pretty good game. But yeah. outside of him, um, there, it's not like guys are getting off blocks off, off on the edge, uh, which is is a little concerning, you know, because we watched this Panthers offensive line, this same starting five, get their ass struggle, struggle the entire preseason, the entire preseason. Then you know, you get into this game and um, you, you can't really get anything going. I, I, I really think they were just 
kind of fortunate to playing a rookie quarterback in his first start on the road, you know, because he he did he was throwing bad balls in a clean pocket, which right in you know, week one NFL all that stuff. The Packers are going to end up playing um, the Panthers on New Year's Eve. Maybe that's a game that Packers fans might want to go to because if, if Young is going to keep playing that poorly, it's going to be tough for them to win any any games this season. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and you know, I, I obviously you're cool with the win, but when you go back and watch, I think, I mean, when we, as much as much fun as we're you know we've been making a Desmond Ritter and his little you know the screen game that he played all game, Bryce Young he averaged three point eight yards in attempt. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it was it was pretty it was it was just a, an ugly game. All the way around. Um, so I, I, uh, I, I, I'm a little concerned about the pass rush because they couldn't really get home. But I, I do think that it's important they have two dudes in the secondary because AJ Terrell, I thought he had a really good game. Yeah. Um, against, uh, uh, wow, against Carolina. Wow, I completely forgot who they played for a second. <laughs> uh, I thought AJ Terrell had a great game. Jesse Bates obviously played well. Um, outside of the two picks, he also forced a fumble. So, you know, three turnover game in your first game, that's, that's pretty strong. And I, and I, I also like Jay, Jesse Bates being here because now he's taking some responsibility off of Richie Grant's plate. And I think that that's something that will be beneficial for Richie this season because, um, I think he's, he's proven that he can be a capable starter, but maybe not in the role that they had with him last year where he kind of had to do. A little bit of everything, so I'm I'm uh I am pleased with the secondary talent. It looks like Jeff Okudo is back this week, so we'll see. Yeah, he we'll see. he's been practicing limited. Um, Okudo, obviously former top three overall pick that was drafted by Detroit, traded to Atlanta, dealing with a foot injury, missed last week. So if they get him back, um, you know that could be a little bit of a shot in the arm. I don't know what uh uh less than one hundred percent Jeff Okudo is going to look like on the field. Um, but yeah, probably not great. You know, number two, <laughs> number two corner opposite of AJ Terrell is still a, a good spot to be in. You know what I mean? Like Ter- right, Terrell's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just concerned about, you know, if you, if you weren't really getting off, uh, an offensive line that that struggled in the preseason, then Bakhtiari and who, who's playing right tackle right now for Zach Tom? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really see why those guys would have an issue keeping the pocket clean based on what we saw on Sunday. Yeah, ba- the the Packers basically gave up no pressure um, to Chicago this last week. Dude, that, that, was, that, that Bears defensive line is woof. <laughs> Not just the defensive line. The secondary was also very bad. And then um, what's his name? The little Wisconsin uh, linebacker. TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards, terrible. Cut him. Yeah. Cut he, him. He's no good. <laughs> he's no good. He gave up like a hundred yards by himself. So I, do, I, do I know there's so many plays where he's he's chasing someone, you know? <laughs> what watch the linebackers on the uh <clears throat> what is it, the Aaron Jones throwback screen? They're just bouncing around. I mean, they covered a hundred and twenty yard sprint and <laughs> it got absolutely nothing for any of the calories burnt. It was bad. <laughs> They're embarrassing. That was an embarrassing football team. I mean, the Bears are out here now having private meetings saying that like some of their starters might be inactive in week two. It's over. 
It's over, guys. <laughs> week this, one, this, it's over. Yeah, week one, it's over. You you got embarrassed that bad? Oh my goodness. Um, so the Packers offensive line should be in a pretty good spot. I do kind of worry about running the ball with how many stout bodies the Falcons have. Um, with that being said, the biggest concern is still the offensive skill players for Green Bay, right? Because Christian Watson had the like mysterious hamstring injury pop up in week one. Um, hasn't practiced since we're recording this on a Thursday night. So he's missed the last five practices over the last two weeks, including oh, wow. a game. Like, I don't, I don't think Watson's going to end up playing this. Um, Aaron Jones had a hamstring injury on that, you know, aforementioned, uh, 51 yard screen touchdown or whatever, where, you know, TJ Edwards head was spinning the entire time. Um, Jones after the game ended up calling it a hamstring bite, not a pull, which, I don't know. Makes it seem like it's not that serious, but Jones hasn't practiced the last two days. Um, he did have a helmet on and did some like pre-practice workout stuff in the Hudson Center, which is their indoor facility. That generally signifies that like Jones is going to be back in practice pretty soon. Lafleur said that they're going to give him the entire week. Um, so that's something that if you're listening to this on Friday, you're going to want to check the news um, because you know that's going to decide. Like if you see Jones doubtful. He's probably not going to play. You see it questionable. I would say he's probably going to end up playing. Um, the other thing is Romeo Dobbs is on a pitch count because um, he himself is dealing with another hamstring injury. Mind you, this is after Dontavian Wicks missed most of the preseason with a hamstring injury. I am tired of hamstring injuries, dude. How are hamstrings so poorly constructed? I don't know. That That's a lot of hamstring injuries. What's I going don't, over there? I don't know. I, I mean... So one thing that the Packers have been doing recently, right, is like that full speed motion stuff, right? Where they're, yeah, you know, they're it's it's like the it's illegal CFL and, stuff. you know, defensive players are a persecuted class of peoples. But go <laughs> yeah, but so I don't know if it's some of that. It's like you're just hitting your top speed so much faster because you're, you know, you're going in motion like that all the time. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the issue is, but a lot of these guys are dealing with hamstring issues. As it is today, um, Packers did a bunch of caveman stuff this past game. So, like, obviously, you know, Jordan Love um, runs like the what what you think of like the stretch boot offense, right? The, all the Kyle Shanahan stuff. That's what you're seeing around the league, you know, spreading like wildfire. But beyond that, Lafleur had an entire package that was two fullbacks offset to the same time or same side. And they only had one wide receiver on the field. Um, they were running like counter out of that. They were running play action counter shots to like Samari Toure, who was like their sixth wide receiver. Um, they had uh, Rashid Walker in as an extra tight end and like some U Bacon looks and stuff like that. So like the, the Packers are going to go caveman run the ball this season too. So it's going to be interesting to see just – how exactly they think they're going to be able to run the ball against Atlanta, especially if Jones isn't going to be active. Well, if I was them, I'd be, I'd be trying to get to the edge, but that is made a little bit harder. Without well, they've Jones had a, a couple field. dumb missed assignments on the edge that have led to AJ Dillon just getting. Have, do you know the play that I'm talking about? The AJ Dillon toss? Did you see that? Um, no, I don't know. If, I don't remember if I saw that one. They imagine. Um, Okay, AJ Dillon is to the left of Jordan Love. They're running pin and pull to the left, a toss, right? No delay. 
and the the, the edge defender on the left side just blows up AJ Dillon before the puller can get there. <laughs> I don't I don't know who was supposed to block on that player if there was supposed to be some sort of little action look or if it was ran to the wrong side or what was going on, but they had that and then they had a triple option play on the first drive where David Bakhtiari wasn't able to basically like the linebacker did like the scrape exchange thing. Um, and David Bakhtiari wasn't able to get to the inside linebacker. So what that ended up being is, you know, the guy who's supposed to be uh, account for Jordan Love is on Jordan Love. So he pitches the ball. And as soon as he pitches the ball, like they just explode. That inside linebacker that Bakhtiari was supposed to block just explodes into the running back. So they've been trying to get to the edge. I would say it's probably less than successful so far, mostly because of just brain farts and missed blocking assignments. But I do agree with you. I mean, I, I want no parts of inside run against this Atlanta team. Well, and also I think we, if you go back to the Panthers game, like some of their best runs were hitting the edge and, and really <laughs> like forcing Caden Ellis to run outside the box. That was he was getting dumped strategy. a couple times too by like the yeah. guards, like inside run. They were just like dropping yeah, that was, guy. That was not a great game for him. Um, and and and, and it just it, it's a guy where it's tough for him to to kind of get on that horse and, and catch plays that hit the outside. So, yeah, I, if A.J. Dillon's in, I'm not as concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but Aaron Jones. To the edge? A.J. Dillon would trip over his own feet before he gets to the edge. That's Yeah, but if Aaron Jones is in, like, that's where I'll be trying to spam those runs. But yeah. we'll see. Especially on t- – I mean, that's the other thing is the – Is Aaron the, Jones not going to play? I don't know. I don't know. I need, I need him for my fantasy team. <laughs> like I, I took a, I, I okay. So my fantasy league, my other dynasty league, I, I, I did something that I really regret today. I, I traded a bunch of second round picks for Mac Jones. Um, there are better he, life decisions you could have been making, dude. I know, but I lost Aaron Rodgers on Monday. My team is still good, so I figured I You're can. You're telling me go. I lost Aaron Rodgers on Monday. Dude. <laughs> that was going to be a first round pick. I, I know, but I, so I, I'm just going for it. I, I had to make a trade for Mac because my other quarterbacks were Tannehill and Ritter. So, I, I I know I need I need I needed a quarterback. Two so I had to... Terrible, could not have worse week one showings. <laughs> okay, and years. even but the thing is, even with so my quarterbacks for week one were Tannehill and Rogers. The, they combined for five points. And Rodgers had zero, obviously. Oh, of course. <laughs> but I still finished second place in terms of points scored in the whole league. Like my team's good outside of my quarterback, so I'm overpaying for Mac. I'm banking on Tannehill regression. You're the Jets. You're the Jets of your fantasy league. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. Um, I just realized this is the first time, uh, people are hearing me on this podcast feed since the Rodgers injury, um. How did you? How did you? Because you were in the press box, yes, in New York. How did you yeah. experience that whole thing? Well, it's it was kind of honestly it was unbelievable because I, I we talked about this before, but the 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 way that they they came out for this game, you would have thought that they won a Super Bowl last year. Like seriously, I've never seen, and I understand like week one you're supposed to be excited, supposed to be late, blah blah blah. The amount of fanfare that they had. You know, the, before the game, there's a pyrotechnic show, there's uh, fireworks, there's 
strobe lights all going off all throughout the uh the uh, the stadium and Aaron Rodgers and like so they had a few players like you know taking turns running out with the American flag on nine eleven you know so this is a big day for uh that that region of the country and Aaron Rodgers comes out with the American flag and as he's running out like the place goes absolutely insane and the the uh <laughs> the uh the stadium was shaking like you could feel the press box shaking. And then when Aaron comes out for his first drive, he gets a standing ovation by the crowd. And it was over. <laughs> like, you know? It was, like it was 40 it was, seconds. Yeah. It was it was over so fast. And when he got hurt, I mean y- you it, it was it was so silent, you know. It went from, you know, this place is literally shaking to dead silent after Aaron got hurt and had to come out of the game and you could just see people on their phones scrolling through um, like Twitter and ESPN and other stuff, trying to find out what had happened to Aaron. And uh, then we find out he's out for the rest of the game, ankle injury. And then, you know, we get the final uh, uh, after the, after the game, Robert Salas says, yeah, it's probably over the paraphrasing, but uh and then we get the confirmation the next day that it is the Achilles injury. So yeah, it was it was honestly insanely deflating. But they were able to, they were able to kind of make a make it you know at least an emotional comeback by getting the punt return for a touchdown. But you know you know like your your shot at relevance was lost. You know? Yeah, I mean yeah, that's got to be a little bit bittersweet because you're like yeah we won the game. Also we're like probably at best going to finish third in the AFC East. So yeah, we went from Super Bowl contender to feisty. Yeah, I I was uh, <laughs> I was recording a podcast with Andy, the one that ran on Tuesday on our feed, um, and uh, I got off, and then my my I picked up my phone. My phone is hot because I'm getting so many texts from people being like, "Rogers hurt, Rogers hurt." Um, I call you. You're like, I'm in the press box. Please text me. <laughs> I was like, okay. I thought I thought you guys were messing with me at first. I was like, what well, a no, coordinated because, attack. Well, that's fair because we we've done this before, you know. So there was. Oh, I prank bull- call you telling you Julio has been <laughs> traded fifty times. I know, and we, we've we, we've done like this Aaron Rodgers like injury or trade stuff before. So yes. honestly, there was like a little boy cry wolf situation going on here. There, the skepticism yeah. was earned. <laughs> yeah, when I was on Rogers Watch 24-7, 365, you guys definitely took advantage of that for me. Um, <laughs> my immediate reaction was, first, selfish, right? No, 65%, right? And then you yeah. see how serious it is. Because I, I, I would have thought it would have been a high ankle sprain or something That's like that. It, it must have yeah. been something that hurt or, or Rogers knew he couldn't push through. Right, because Rogers does play through a lot of injuries, right? He does play through a lot of pain and stuff like that. Right. So the fact that he went down after he tested it and it looked like like I can't I can't do it. Like I thought it was gonna be high ankle sprain or something. Um you know, the x ray stuff comes back negative. I'm like, okay, like this is kind of what I expected. It's probably gonna be a sprain. And then you see the Twitter doctors out there start doing the calf reverberation, slow-mo, zoom-in videos. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, this is – it's done. And where you go from here, I don't know. I mean, he's going to be a 40-year-old quarterback 
looking at rehab, I, I don't think he wants to go out that way. Um, from what I've, from what I understand about Achilles injuries is that it's actually a pretty reliable recovery. Um, but it's like an 18 month full recovery at the same time. So it's like, you can come back in a year, but you're probably not going to come back like full health until two years from now. But the chances of you coming back at full health two years from now is actually better for an Achilles injury than an ACL somehow. Hmm. But, he, but you're also so talking he, about a four year old, right? So so he'll be he'll be see he turns forty in December this year. Yes. Um. So we're talking about like his age 41, 42 season is when you're fully healed from the Achilles injury. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Look, I look. He, he's he's still. I I was at, I was at the practices. Uh, I went to a handful of tra- dead training camp practices this year. Um, I mean, he he's when he was on man, like he still looks great. Like you know, someone that could be a real asset to an offense. Maybe not obviously not like the guy he was back in like you know 2011 or, or anything like that. But um, still like a really capable, a really good option to be your starting quarterback. So. You know, it, 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 I guess it'll just be interesting to see where he's at physically next year, you know, just in terms of how he's moving and if that's something that he still feels like he can, if he wants to put himself through uh, again. Because I mean, that's the yeah. other thing, too. It's like he said he was retired. Right. He said he was retired and that he came back. He still hasn't said why he's come back, by the way. Um, he's like, yeah, I was retired and then I heard the Packers. We're going to trade me, and now I want to play. It's like, okay. Um, yeah. Not sure if that was, you know, the best way to go about it. But, yeah, you know, he is he is losing mobility a little bit, you know, year by year. You're starting to see it. And I just don't know what that means with the Achilles. Like, is he going to have to play from the pocket exclusively and not be able to extend plays? Because like he, he, he Rodgers doesn't want to run an offense. That's not right. He doesn't want to be Tom Brady. But I know, but it's crazy because – I I I don't understand why he doesn't have the self awareness to know that he's just not that guy anymore. You know, the, because one of, one of the the startling things to me in in the the brief Jets tenure of Aaron Rodgers in two of those four plays, the one he got hurt on, and there's another one where Makai Beckton had the cut block and he just didn't pull it and he tried to run. It's like, dude, you're not fast anymore. You're, yeah, you, you know, and, and especially with with how athletic some of these guys are now, you know, if 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 Makai Becton goes for a cut block and that guy has his hands down for a second, you know, this is this is a defensive end in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's a win, and he can recover. So now you have to throw the ball because you're just not the guy who's going to be able to run away from from these pass rushes anymore. So. If he can kind of get over that mental hurdle, maybe he can kind of make something out of a, as a, another act after this Achilles injury. But um, that's really going to have to be the biggest area in, in his game where he's going to have to change and figure it out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, trying to think, anything else? Packers offense was. I think we've pretty much hit everything. Um, Luke Busgrave, very fun, excited. To see. He, he could have had a hundred yards against Detroit. 
you guys need to make sure that you're covering him on like the Y League stuff. Um, you know, he's going to sneak up the sideline and it's going to look like he just teleported out there and the Packers are going to try to get tricky ways to, to get him open. But, um, these pass catchers look pretty good. I thought Dontavian Wicks was a guy who got open a whole lot when you watch him on film. Um, a lot of plays didn't end up going toward him, but I wouldn't be surprised if like he had a decent game against Atlanta, especially if Christian Watson isn't going to play, which I assume, you know, he's not at this point. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not really, is it, I'm not really too concerned about your wide receivers, but. Oh, bulletin board material. How dare you? It's still the Falcons defense. So, you know, I'm, I'm not like, I'm never going to be surprised if a quarterback goes, you know, 27 and 35, 354 touchdowns against the Falcons. (laughs) I've, I've seen it so many times in my life, you know, where the defense is supposed to be good. Uh, maybe they have like a fake, fake performance here or there, and then they just get shredded by a real team. So, whatever. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't really feel much when it comes to this team anymore. Only in the Saints games. So, I'm, I'm just kind of numb. But I, I, all I want to see is touchdowns. I just want to see touchdowns. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing Do you else. have any hot takes from week one around the league? Um, I guess that's how we'll, we'll end this one. Or actually, we, we got to pick this game. Falcons Packers, which one are you taking? Packers. I, I I think so too. I just have a little bit more confidence in their passing game. Um could see a situation where Atlanta runs the ball all over Green Bay though, and we're all frustrated at the end of the week. Um any hot takes from week one of the regular season? Hmm. I'm ready to start the uh Josh Allen without Brian Dayball conversation. Okay, but dude, he just went he just went Madden mode. He, right. he, he, just, he was, it was like he, he didn't have games like that when Dable was there. Not, not that many. I feel like he's yeah. had a whole lot but, more since. Like, how was that? How was that Dable's fault or, or Ken Dorsey's fault that Josh Allen wants to throw the ball 80 yards down the field with double coverage? It's not an OC D- problem. Dable is a motivator, man. A, le- a leader yeah. of men. Someone okay. that they listen to. I don't hmm. know. I don't know. I'm just looking at the splits and I'm like, why does Josh Allen look like pre-dayball Josh Allen now? Um, um, hot take. I think the Giants might be like a six-win team. Oh my goodness! Speaking of dayball, yeah, yeah, they don't have. Okay, that, I thought it was interesting that they were getting hype during the offseason. Like, it's so easy to spot these teams that are just kind of a little wishy-washy. Where they're playing a lot of games that could go either way, yeah. So when like the, the Vikings, Vikings, the Vikings last <laughs> year, right? So you know, they, but what was killing me about the Vikings stuff last year was whenever when they ran into Dallas, they got bombed on like forty something to three. They got destroyed by the Eagles too. Um, so it, you know, it wasn't really surprising to see them lose to a Giants team that when they ran into the Cowboys last year. And yeah. when they ran into the Eagles last year, they got bombed on uh, that, that team, it, it wasn't that good. And they didn't really add that much to it. You know, you got Darren Waller, Evan Neal. That's a, that's a, that's, that's looking like a serious, serious draft miss right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw, but he gave up 14 pressures. Oh, um, I was, I was watching that, that, that Sunday night game when we were recording uh, yeah. 
one of our podcasts. No, it, yeah, it was charted next gen stats to give it fourteen pressures. Like that's good, crazy, Lord, crazy. So you know they, they they might have a serious offensive line problem. Um, they don't really have too many difference makers on the outside, and once again, it's like. I, I'm 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 afraid for. Yeah, this can we get offense. them a receiver? What do we need to do to get the Giants a receiver? <laughs> I don't they know. They're like... down forty to zero, and they're leading. They're leading one. They're down forty to zero. They have sixty three net passing yards on the game. That's almost impossible. Yeah, um, with Daniel yeah. Jones basically in the game the entire time. Tyrod Taylor had two pass attempts, and their leading receiver is tight end oh, Darren Waller with thirty six yards. Are you kidding I'm... me? I, I, I okay, so I couldn't find the remote to turn the game off. So I was I watched every, I watched until the very last second of that game, and he was getting pummeled out there. Like they just left him out there yes. until there was like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and he was just getting annihilated out there. I, like honestly, they, it, they, it's they, hard it to looked watch. like they were playing for the let's score at the end, and then we can say in the locker room like. You know what? But we didn't quit, and you know that's something to build on. But then they just kept getting punched in the mouth over and over again. Yeah, and you know it's 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 one thing to blame the weather, but the Cowboys they were playing with the same weather too. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here, Giants here, might here, stink. Yeah. Okay. Here, let me just read these uh, these quick numbers to you, just from the Cowboys front seven from that game. Seven sacks. <laughs> Ten. Bad. 10 TFLs and additional 12 quarterback hits. So Daniel Jones sacked seven times, hit an additional 12 times, and they gave up 10 TFLs. Oh, he was hit 19 times. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Let me see if I can do something. Dude, can you imagine how bad you felt after that game? Just standing there, just getting crushed. And that's, that's got to be so painful. Okay, and Daniel Jones also thirteen carries, forty three yards. <laughs> Gross. Yo, he he's just, just took taking on... crazy hits. They said you're gonna earn this money. Yeah. All right, that's a podcast. I think. Oof. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> Dismount there. That was bad. Shame plug all your bad. plug all your stuff. Yahoo Sports. Um. Uh, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Four Birds. Do work over at Yahoo Sports. Uh, just relaunch the exempt list this week. Uh, you can find the Zero Blitz podcast feed. You know, writing stuff, football stuff, goofy stuff, sometimes some smart stuff. And that's it. Great, great plug check. Um, APC, uh, stay tuned to the site. We're going to have updates on the injury report. Um, the big ones, again, are Quay Walker with the concussion and Aaron Jones with the hamstring. I don't think Christian Watson is going to end up playing this week. Um, but I am open to be pleasantly surprised. Um, we also are going to run fan polls, all that stuff, game day thread. Check it out. Um, five-star reviews on the feed. Thank you guys very much. Go Pack Go.